On what day? Friday. Man, y'all know the schedule, man. I like that. Y'all know it better than I did when I was a youth. I thought it was 8.30 sometimes. I thought sometimes it was 7. I thought sometimes maybe they weren't meeting on Friday. But y'all know it. I'm glad to have every one of you guys here. Man, we have a lot of new visitors. If you are sitting next to someone that you don't know, say, hey, I don't know you. But I would like to get to know you. No, I'm joking. Don't say that. Don't say If you are a boy and you say that to a girl, please don't do that. If you are next to the same, never mind. Well, let's just not say it anyway. Just say, nice to meet you. Everybody look to your neighbor and say, it's nice to meet you. And if you, you guys got to say that. You see, you guys are right next to each other. Okay, for sure. So what's up, Elevate? We are in a new sermon series. If you could put the slide up. It is... Old to new. The two is not there because I like dramatic effect, okay? So old to new. We are going to be talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart. We will be dealing with the identity of the believer and the identity of the unbeliever. Does anybody know what identity means? Does anybody have an ID? Does anybody have an embarrassing picture on their ID? That's what's up. I, that should be pretty much everyone, right? Everyone should have an embarrassing... I swear, every time in high school, I, I had a mugshot every year. Every year I had a mugshot because they could never get me. So what we're doing here is we're going through the identity. And, this, and we're, we're understanding the identity uh, with the whole scope of the Bible, right? So we have to understand, first and foremost, who created the earth, the heavens, the, the animals? God, right? Now... That God created us, okay? When he created us, did he create us uh, as murderers, as thieves? Did he create us as Hitlers, or how did he create us? Oh, he created us in his image, okay? But then here's the thing, right? We disobeyed him. We sinned, okay? The thing, is, the thing that's called is original sin, all right? Adam and Eve sinned. That's why we have wars. That's why we have disease, because after Adam and Eve sinned, death came into the world. That's why your grandma passes away. That's why your nephew, who's only three, passes away. That's why someone is able to get shot and killed. It's because Adam and Eve sinned. Everybody say original sin. Original. Think about the word original, okay? So after we have the sin, we have death, we have pain, we have suffering. But guess what our hope is? It's Jesus. Jesus comes, says in the Bible that God became a man. That man, right, was Jesus, and he was without sin. And he died a, a death for us as a sacrifice so that he could take all our sin. And we're about to learn that. In order to, in order to make things new, in order to make us new, he resurrected, okay? And guess what? Jesus now ascended into heaven, and he gave us the church. He gave us the gospel, and he's coming back to make everything else new, right? So that's, that's the scope of the Bible. I wanted to give you real quick, just in case you never heard it. But we're going to turn real quick to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. How many 101ers we got up in this place? Make some noise. Okay, I, wanna, I want to call on Brandon. Brandon, what is the first verse you learned to memorize? What is the first verse you learned to memorize in lesson one? Huh? 2 Corinthians 5.17. Can you say it real quick? You can't say it real quick. Disappointment. Okay, Melody, can you say it out loud? Boom! Oh! 
Good job. Good job. I'm not mad at you, but you can do better, man. You got this next time. Okay? So, right, as, as the nice lady in the third row named Melody said, can we put it up there, TJ, so everyone can see? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. Now, a lot of us may read that, and we may see it from the lenses of someone who's never read the Bible before, you know? You might think, like, it's almost like a, that T.I. song. Anybody remember T.I.? Hey, tip this out, my boy, man. He kind of talked kind of weird, rubber band, man. But listen, right, he made this one song with Justin Timberlake that was my song back in the day where it was dead and gone, dead and gone. I'll turn my head to the east. I don't see So you guys may look at it like that, but let's look at it from the Bible's perspective. We have to bring the passage into context. So could you real quick, uh, is it Oscar or TJ back there? Oh, both of you guys. You guys are a duo. All right. Can the, the awesome duo put on 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 17, please? So if you guys have a Bible, read along. If you don't, you know what? We have it up here. So you're not missing out on much, but you should have a Bible, right? So for Christ, love compels us because we are convinced that how many died? Yeah, we're reading along together. One died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. And let's say this, guys, together, okay? Let's say this together. Therefore, all right, on, on three, one, two, Three, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here, right? So let's just give me one second while I get there. So what this verse is saying is in, in a short phrase, the old has passed away, the new is here. And in order to first, like, really understand it, we understand one thing, that one died for all, okay? That one is Jesus, okay? So Jesus died for all. Let me just get there real quick. So one died for all, and that one is Jesus. And now that he's died for all, we should no longer live for ourselves, but live for the one who died for us. You get what I'm saying? It's, that's basically all it's saying. So now in the context of what, one, one second, you got to put that colon. Sorry, guys. So now as we look at this, we're no longer looking at it as a worldly point of view, okay? Some of you, before you're a Christian, you saw Jesus as just a religion. Some of you saw Jesus as just a good man. Some of you saw Jesus as someone who just looked upon people and hated them and wanted them to go to hell. Some of you guys had a weird point of view, okay? And Paul is saying, the guy who wrote 2 Corinthians, he is saying, listen, I once regarded Christ in that way as well, you know? I was a religious man, and I didn't know, understand who Jesus was. But now he understood him as the Messiah, and now he says this, right? Therefore, if we are in Christ, let's stop right there. What does it mean to be in Christ? It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... 
Now, you may think it's almost like a place. Like, therefore, if anyone is in Stymeds, right? How many people in Stymeds here? Right? Therefore, if anyone is in intrinsic, you guys may try to understand it like that. But it's not even talking about it in that sense. Some of you guys may have a weird idea, like maybe someone's putting their head inside, like, Jesus' stomach or whatever, like trying to get in Christ, like, like that. But it's not even like that either. To be in Christ is to belong to Jesus. It is to belong to Jesus. It is simply saying, listen, as Jesus is in me, as in the Holy Spirit, okay, the Holy Spirit is in you, I am in him, okay? This is a beautiful thing. We belong to Jesus now. I remember Lawrence giving a word about how we were to be separate, right? And at one point, we were separate from Christ, and we'll soon we'll find out why now, uh, how this became to be. But now, as believers, we are brought to Christ. We are separate from the world. So at one point, we were in the world, separate from Christ, but now that we're in Jesus, we're separate from the world. You see, Christ is someone that is not like your uncle or your granduncle or their uncle from like Mexico that you only see twice a year. You know, someone, he's not Santa Claus, okay, where it's like a myth tale where you only get to hear folk tale about him, like your song and you know, you're just scared to mess up because if you mess up, you won't get them nice little blessings, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I've been working job, God gonna bless me, right? Man, I've been going to church, God gonna bless me. You know, he's, he's not that. See, Christ as we see now, is someone that we belong to, okay? He's someone that owns us. See, Santa Claus does not own you. A church does not own you. See, church did not die. a church did not die for you. Your girlfriend did not die for you. Your best friend did not die for you. But Jesus, he died for all, so therefore all should live for him and now put their faith in him. So this is the initial step. We have to be in Christ, and some of you may be in Elevate, but not be in Christ. Some of you may be in a household that serves Jesus, but you are not in Christ. So we have to understand, first and foremost, I don't care how old you are, how many times you've been to Elevate, you need to check your heart. Are you in Christ? Are you out of Christ? Because before we can understand who we are, we have to understand who Jesus is and how to be right with him, right? So we have to be in Christ. That's the initial step. Then we understand, and I want to walk you through what 2 Corinthians 5.17 means, so there's no excuse. We have to understand that new creation is here. But here's the thing. New creation does not mean slightly better. It does not mean improving. It does not mean you're getting closer to God. It does not mean that you just started your 12 next best steps to a, good, a better life. You know, this is not Alcoholics Anonymous. This is not an improvement program. This is not a self-help program. This is not an after-school program. This is not a sports program. All that stuff is going to go to hell before this. This is relationship with the God who created the heavens and the earth. This is the most important thing ever. And guess what, right? The new creation, that's either you or you're, you're either the new creation that is here or the old creation that is gone, okay? And the new creation is not improving. It's made completely new. And I actually have a little video to show you guys. You might laugh. You might cry. You might uh, want to feel the need to grab your neighbor. Please do not grab them. Wait till after the service, then you can grab them. So they can comfort them. But could you play that video? This is beautiful, right? This is beautiful. This is life. If we can. This is a caterpillar. And it's cocoon. This is called the chrysalis formation. Something like that. 
You see the caterpillar is getting a cocoon, right? Wow. And that's just the process, see? So you guys saw the caterpillar, how it looked? Watch this. This is crazy. You've never seen anything like this. Okay, that short clip, right? You may think it's funny, but I'm, I'm going to help you guys understand, right? So the caterpillar, does it look anything like a butterfly? If, let's say right now you're just some like caveman, right, that's never seen a butterfly ever in your life. You've never heard of Discovery Channel. You've never heard of Animal Planet. You never got past the, fi- the kindergarten and stuff like that. So you're just a caveman, and you see this butterfly, and you see this caterpillar. Would you ever know that the caterpillar was, the, the butterfly was once the caterpillar? Why? Because the way the caterpillar used to look is completely gone. The butterfly, the new creation in a sense, right, is what it is now. Answer me this. Can the butterfly go back to being a caterpillar? Can it reverse what it did? No. Even if you were to cut off the butterfly's wings and then put like some soap on the, on the butterfly to make it all slimy so it can crawl, it would not be a caterpillar. It would not be a caterpillar. So this is what I'm trying to tell you is that the new creation is entirely new. It is a completely transformed. It had a, you as a Christian, if you are a new creation, the old you is completely gone. You cannot go back to being the old you. That old you is gone. You have gone with, you've gone through a change. This change was not brought upon your own power, but it is all from God. He changed you. You now are a butterfly. In a sense, a spiritual speaking, you are now a butterfly, right? Now, listen, all the guys out here, you do not have to be a butterfly. You can be anything, you know. No, you can't be anything you want to be. But I'm just saying right now, for the example's sake, you are different. You are changed. Many people come to Christianity saying, man, I'm getting closer to God. I'm becoming better step by step, day by day. That is bull. No, you're just trying to sin a little bit, read your Bible a little bit more, sin a little bit, read your Bible a little bit more, go to church, feel better about yourself. Christianity is not about feeling better about yourself either. If you thought you could come to Christ and say, man, I just want to feel better about myself, there's the door, okay? There's the door. See, Jesus was not interested in your feelings per se, like, man, I just want him to have higher self-esteem. Man, if only she can realize how, how much worth she has. Gosh, no, okay? Listen, that all comes along with it, but we come to Jesus simply because we are part of the old way of things. We are part of that original sin I was talking about. See, you can replace the old has gone now with the original has gone. So the original sin that has separated you from God, that is now gone if you are a Christian. You now have been reconciled back to God. You now no longer are some dead 
dead spiritual person who cannot live for Jesus, who just does whatever sin he or she pleases, like feeling like doing, you are now a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. The old original has passed away. And the new, as the Bible is saying, is something you've never seen before. This is not something that can be replicated. If you have been born again, if you've had a new life given to you, it's not something you see done in the Buddhist monk's life. It's not something you see done with your best friend who, yeah, man, she's just trying to be a better her. New, new, year, new year, new her, you know? It's not that, okay? It's not some stupid gimmick. This is you being taken away from your sin. The Bible says you're separated from your sin as far as the east is from the west. How far is the east is from the how far is the east from the west? It's real far. No, it is real far. It's a lot. It's actually so much that you can't calculate it. Okay, you ever put the uh, it's the x uh, the x uh, axis on the calculator? It's infinite, right? You guys know what I'm saying? Like a line on the calculator, 180. You guys ever done that? You guys have calculators? Plain and simple, this thing keeps going on on and on. God has separated your sin. So far from you, there's no point in going back to get it. See, this is the new creation. Now, this is what I want to help you on. If you can go to Ephesians 4, 17 through 23. We, as, a, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to understand what is old and what is new. Some of you guys think, man, dude, I only cuss three times a day. I'm a way better person. I had friends say that, like, man, dude, I stopped cussing for like a couple days, bro. I think, man, I'm super spiritual now. Man, bro, I haven't had sex with my girlfriend in a couple days. Super spiritual now. I had one friend say, I, I haven't watched porn in three weeks. Man, dude, it feels so good. Dude, and it's almost like they're having some self-righteous feeling to them. Like, yes, I'm so good. I'm doing so much better. Some of you girls may say, man, you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten so angry that I flipped out on someone in third period. Like, that's been a couple days. It's been, some of you, it's only been a couple minutes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all be so tense, ready to snap off on people. That's a, hey, that's from, that's from saying. I'm just letting you guys know. Some of y'all be so angry all the time. The minute someone pisses you off, that's it. I'm snapping off on him, his friend, his, uh, his friend's friend, and his mama. I'm going to go to his house, snap off on his mama. There's a lot of anger. But here's the thing, right? As a Christian, the old things are now gone. When you heard about Christ, all of you have heard about Christ, and we're taught in Him. There's in Him again. When you're in Christ, you're taught accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life, the original, right, the original way of life, to put off your old self. So you use this language almost like some dirty clothes. Because here's the thing, right? How many of y'all ever uh, been like young where you play in mud before? If you guys ever played in mud, you ever got real, you guys ever got real dirty before? Okay, y'all had no childhood. Y'all were too busy uh, on the phone or something. Y'all part of that weird generation who don't go outside. Nah, I'm kidding. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, okay? You see, the Bible relates it like this. In our old sin, right, in our old life, we were filthy, okay? Now, here's the thing. When you're dirty and you got mud all over you, imagine trying to wipe out all the mud, you're just getting yourself even more dirty. You're trying to, it's impossible. You've ever seen those commercials with the doves that wind up on the beach and they have oil on them? You ever seen those commercials and then people clean them up? See, those doves, they cannot clean themselves. You cannot clean yourself if you are a sinner. 
You cannot fix yourself if you are a sinner. This is what needs to happen. The old you completely has to come off. You're thinking if you could come to Jesus and change bit by bit, piece by piece, you're going to the wrong Jesus. You're going to a religion that's dead. See, Jesus wants you to take off the complete old self. Listen, and I'm, not, I'm sick of people saying, man, I'm getting better. Man, I'm getting better. I stopped cussing here, man. I stopped getting so angry here. I stopped sinning so much here. As in they're proud of that accomplishment. Do you know what sin did to my Jesus? Sin drove, through, sin drove three nails to my Jesus. Sin had my Jesus hung on a cross for nine hours. And you're proud for not sinning just as much as you used to? Do you know what happened to you once you became in Christ? Do you know what happened once you were born again? You should never sin again. That's the truth. We as Christians, if we are born again, we have the ability to never sin again. Each sin should grieve your heart, knowing what it did to Jesus. So this is what you're taught with regard to your former life. To put off your old self, almost like some dirty clothes. Imagine your, your dirty self being thrown off, right? That's what has to happen to us which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. You see, you don't understand that your sin, your flesh, who you, who you think you are, right? Your, yourself, right, without Jesus, is being corrupted. How a man can go from losing a Madden game to shooting up a whole facility in just a matter of week. You don't know about that? Some guy got so mad in Madden that he shot up a whole facility. He lost the tournament. And he shot a whole place up. What is that? Why, what is that? That is because his, his self, right, his old self that he forgot to put on was being corrupted. You may think you're a slightly good person. You may think you're, you're better off than your best friend who smokes weed all the time. I don't wanna, at least I don't smoke weed. At least I don't smoke cigarettes. You, you're self-righteous. Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But this is what the Bible is saying. Put off that old self. You think you're good now, but wait 10 years later. I had friends that were in, I remember in eighth grade, they always thought just because I was Latino that maybe I did crack or maybe I smoked weed. All right? They, they said that to my face. They're like, you hang out with the bad kids. I just hang out with other Latinos. So then guess what? Five years later, guess what they're doing? They're smoking crack. They're doing weed because they didn't understand how sinful they were, that it was being corrupted bit by bit. Every time you sin, you're just dying even more and even more, sealing your fate in hell. That's basically all that's going on. But by the grace of God, we can put off our old self. The Bible says if we put our hopes in Jesus, we purify ourselves. So we are now new in Jesus if we put our hopes in him. So we put our hopes in him. We, put off, we take off the old self. And then, right, after it says that, after we put off the old self, why do we do it? To be made new in the attitude of your minds. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. If you can continue. And to put on the new self, which is created to be like who? Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. If you could go back to the last slide. Here's the thing, right? We have an attitude that's actually corrupted by sin. Some of y'all are like, man, I got a bad attitude. No, you got a satanic attitude. Use the right word. Man, you know, I'm just like my mama, just like my daddy. Man, I, you, you mess with me, I snap off on you. Well, guess what? You need to get born again. You need to take off your old self. 
You need to take off your old self because guess what? As a Christian, there's no longer an excuse. There's no longer an excuse to have a bad attitude, to snap off in class. The old self is completely taken off, and now you have a new attitude in mind. In the, in the mind. And what is the attitude like? What is the attitude like? If we can go to the next slide. What is your new attitude that your mind is given like? It is like God. You are now given the attitude of God. You are now given the mind of God. This is what Christianity is. It isn't coming to church, saying a couple prayers, going back to the same sinful, horrible life that you think you're good with because you go to church. No, this is it. You, the old self is completely gone. You think, yes, you think you're perfect the way you are. No, you're not. I don't care what they're teaching you. You're not perfect the way you are. Bruno Mars was horribly wrong with that song. You are sinful, wretched, and disgusting, pitiful people doomed to hell without Jesus. But now in Jesus, right, you are like God in true righteousness and holiness. You say, you may be thinking, man, you, you said a lot of mean things about how I look. No, I'm not, I don't care less, I could care less about how you look. The Bible is talking about the internal character. But if you're so focused on how you look outside, it's probably revealing you have so much vanity on inside. And that is something else that needs to come off with the old self. You see right here, we are to be like God in the way we think and in our mindsets. If you can go to Colossians 3, 5 through 10. So what exactly is old? What is new? Well, now you know that your mind is now new in Christ. But without Christ, your mind is done with the original sin. It is old. It needs to be gone. It needs to be wiped away. You need to be given a new mind. Right here, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, your old self. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. See, God does have wrath, not for those in him, not for those in Christ. He has wrath for anyone who is out of Christ. Why? Because of sexual immorality. If you're having sex with someone that is not your husband or your wife, that is sexual immorality, impurity. You are thinking, acting like a way that is not pure. You're giving away your intentions. When you tell someone you want to do something, your intention is completely different. When you go online, you're like, I'm just going on Facebook, but really you want to see Pornhub or something. That is impurity, lust, right? When you look at someone with lust in your heart, the Bible says that is, idol that is adultery, evil desires and greed. The Bible says that is idolatry. If all you want is money in this world, if all you live for is a paycheck, if all you live is to give money, is all you get, live is to give money to yourself, build up your name, you are committing idolatry. That is sin. And because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. And I tell you things, tell you this because this is the old. This is what Jesus wants to get rid of in your life. This is the old that needs to pass away. And it says, right, that you used to walk in these ways. I used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. So this is speaking to the believers. So believers, listen up. This is how you used to live. Don't get it twisted. You're not greater than the people you're preaching to. You're not greater than the people that are not saved. If it wasn't for God, you would be in the same state, under the wrath of God. If we go to the next verse, please. But now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, 
Slander, that means to talk bad about people, right? To, to almost gossip in an in a, in a angry way. And filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self. If we, uh, is that the next verse? Which is being renewed in the knowledge of, it, of the image, the knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew or uncircumcised or circumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So here's the thing, right? The new self. You guys seen what it is? I've listed it off for you. Listed it off for you. That is the old self. But then this is the truth. Right now as a Christian, here is your identity. You are like Christ. In every way that Jesus is perfect and holy, guess what? Now you are perfect and holy. You have been given a new nature. You have been given a new mind. The old depression and grief and shame and guilt that the sin has you in is gone. There was just a pastor recently who committed suicide. He committed suicide. You know, he taught that you're broken. That even though you got Jesus, right, you're not really made new. You're made slightly new. That is a lie from hell. If you are in Christ, the old is completely gone. The new is here. That means I don't care how old you are, how much you can understand. The minute you understand your sin, the minute you understand Jesus can save you from it, guess what? You are now made new. All the sin that condemned you before, all the sin that had the wrath of God coming, that is completely gone. The attitude that you once had against your mom, against your family, against your friends, that is completely gone. The violence that may have almost had you in jail, had you in trouble at school, the anger that, is, that had you always mad at people, you can never even have conversations without getting angry, all of this is gone. All of it. All of it. And if you want to say, man, it's not really gone, I'm a Christian, I'm still depressed, I'm still angry, listen, what was my, the first thing I said? How, how are you in Christ? By faith. You belong to Jesus by faith. You have to believe what you're hearing. The Bible says faith comes from hearing the word and hearing, word, hearing the word, the gospel. You have to hear the word and believe it. Faith comes in your heart, you receive it. This is the truth. You are now being renewed, right? You are being grown in the knowledge of the image, the knowledge in the image of its creator. Who created the new you? Jesus. You are now growing to look like Jesus. You're not growing to look like your dad. Sometimes your, your parents may tell you, listen, don't get all crazy about that God thing. You know, it's okay to have kind of a faith in God. All this stuff, trying to minimize uh, the Bible, minimize Christ. No, you're not being, you're, you're not, you don't even belong to your parents anymore. You belong to Christ. Now, I'm saying you respect them more than anything. Don't disobey your parents. But now, dude, Jesus is your identity, as a Christian, you don't identify with the next celebrity. You don't identify with the fashion you see. You, you don't identify with the rappers you, you like. You, you don't identify with the basketball players that you admire. You identify with Christ and Christ alone. That is who you are now. You are like Jesus. Everything else is, is crap. That's what the Bible says. Everything else is crap because everything else changes. Everything else becomes new. You have, a, you have a, someone that you look up to maybe now, a, a certain culture. You're like, man, I'm Puerto Rican, so I got to be like J-Lo. I'm Puerto Rican, so you know I, I got to be like Bruno Mars. I don't know what Puerto Rican wants to be like Bruno Mars, but that's just the first one that came to my mind. You want to be like Daddy Yankee or something. Now, he's old too, 
What Puerto Rican star is new now? Someone give it. Javier, yep, there you go. Baez, man. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I want to be like Baez. I want to be like LV, this dude. So you, you want to be like these people, but guess what? They all change. They all lose their, their touch. They all die. Christ is eternal. And that is who we're made in the image of. So in recap, the old has passed. The new is here. What was old? Your old self was the, your old self, right? Including its practices. So Jesus changes you as an individual and what you do. Because what you do does make you who you are. I'm sad to tell you. If you murder someone, guess what? You're a murderer. If you lie, you are a liar. If you cheat, you steal, you're a cheater, you're a thief. That's the plain and simple. So Christ completely takes the old you away and gives you a new identity. If you could go to Romans 12 too, please. And this right here, I'm referring to our beautiful video in the, in, in the beginning, right, that made some of you cry and wonder and, and just praise God, right? The caterpillar. What it went through is called a metamorphosis, which is basically all, like, it's, it's going through a transformation that only, it doesn't disfigure them. It does the opposite of a disfigurement. It changes the outlook of it, how it looks, right? So as Christians, since we have taken off our old self, right, because the old is gone, we've taken off the old self, and we've put on the new self, Jesus. See, this transformation, this is a transformation that happens. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform, right? Do not follow the patterns of this world, but be transformed. That word transformed is similar, is actually metamorphosis. So you have a metamorphosis yourself. Not saying you grow a cocoon and you have to wait a couple days, but it's instant, an instant transformation by the renewing of your mind, by the renewal of your mind. Your mind is made new and you're transformed by it. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is it. You want to know God's will for your life? You're like, man, I don't know what to do. I'm so lost in this world. And you come to Christ lost and confused. That's what happened to me. Now, here's the thing, right? In order to understand God's will for your life, what do you have to do? You have to be transformed. Your mind needs to be renewed. You're so busy trying to find God's will, but all you're looking for is dollar signs. God's will for you may not include dollar signs. You may say, man, dude, I'm just trying to find a husband. You know, like someone that's like six foot three, man, light skin, you know, can play baseball. Maybe he got a good job, some good credit. Man, but that may not be God's will for you. His will for you is to get saved first, to come into him. You see, we have to understand what God's will is. And his will is to be in him. Your hope in him, your faith in him, your satisfaction in him, your love in him, your everything about you in him. That is his will. And you may be thinking, oh, dude, that will sucks. That will sucks, man. I don't want to be in Christ. I'd rather be in sin. I'd rather have as much fun as I want in this world before I die. The Bible says that when you put your faith in Christ, that hope that you have will not put you to shame. I'm talking to everyone here. I don't care how old you are, what you do for fun, what you think your profession is. I don't care if you think you're going to become an athlete when you grow up. I don't care if you think you're going to become a rapper. I don't think if you, you're gonna, if, you if you think you're going to become a lawyer, something, something you think is high class, something your parents might, think, might be proud of you about. If you are not in Christ, you are in a bad place. You are under the wrath of God. You are in sin. And you need to turn to Jesus. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
And how does that look? It looks a lot like repentance. If we can, if everyone can stand, please, and if I can have uh, Lawrence come to the keys. If you can go to 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 18 through 21. And everything I said, right, because we talked about the old, the old is here, but the old is gone and, the, and has passed away and the new is here. And what was old, the old self, right, the old sinful self and its practices and what is new, what you in Jesus and the new you is now living like Jesus. And this is not a slow process. This is an instant transformation, one day you're one moment you're you're a sinner, the next minute you're a saint. That's what the Bible teaches. Your identity is now found in Christ. You put and this is how you do. You put faith in Christ. You put off the old self. You turn away from sin and you put on the new self, which is Christ. And this is exactly what I want to share with you. I want you guys to really pay attention, because all this is from God. None of it is from you, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. To be reconciled is to be brought back. It's to be forgiven, right? And we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you, I implore everyone here on Christ's behalf, be reconciled, be brought back to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So this is what I'm telling everyone here. You see, God, this is all God. This is none of you. You cannot muster in yourself the ability to make yourself new. You cannot say, man, I got to be a saint, I got to be a saint, I got to be a saint. No, it doesn't come like that. You simply acknowledge your sin. Acknowledge all the things you've done. I read them out. I listed them. I hope you were paying attention. You acknowledge that sin, but then, right, you ask God for forgiveness and you turn away from the sin. You say, God, I no longer want to sin. Save me. Make me new. And the Bible says that God is just and he's willing to forgive everyone. So here's the thing. That's what you guys can do if I can have my altar workers up. See, God, and I want you guys to understand this. God did not have to do this. He did not have to reconcile a sinful world. He could have seen the old things the way it was. Your old life, stuck in depression, stuck in anger, stuck in hate, stuck in bitterness and pride. And he could have left you there. But God in his love and his mercy, he became sin for us. Some of you guys need to understand that Jesus came and became sin for us on the cross. The Bible says he took everyone's sin on the cross. Everyone. Every sin you ever committed, he no longer counted against you, but he put it on himself. This was done not for his sake, but for your sake. So that you could become what? A slightly better person? So you could become maybe a decent man or a decent woman? So you could make your parents proud? No, all that's crap going to hell. So you could become the righteousness of God. 
You see, God does not want any of you living in sin. He does not want any of you living in depression and anger. He doesn't want any of you to commit suicide. He doesn't want any of you to now be bitter or to have to gossip or to slander or to lie. If you feel like I can't stop that because that's just who I am, well, listen, here's the good news. Christ wants to change who you are. If you are dealing with homosexuality in this place and you feel like you were born that way, God is willing to make you new. The old has gone. The original way of living is gone. The new is here. If you are addicted to drugs, I want to call you up to this altar as well. Because the old has gone. The new is here. Jesus can give you a new life. You don't understand how strong and how powerful my God is. It doesn't matter your sin. Bring it here. Get alone with God. And God will change you. So with that being said, can everyone close their eyes, bow their heads? I want everyone, right, to examine their life. Look at their life. Are they living like the old self? Have you taken off the old self? And it's wicked practices and it's deceitful desires. Have you put on the new self? Lord God, I pray for everyone here, Jesus. Lord, I pray that all of us, God, will understand how to live like you, God, in true righteousness. Lord, that we would understand it is all from you, God, is not of ourselves. It is not a work of, of our, our, our effort, Lord. It is simply you and what you did on the cross, your resurrection, giving us life. Lord, I ask you, God, that everyone here, Lord, would have the opportunity, God, as you speak to them through your Holy Spirit, to repent, to turn to you, to take off the old self and to put on the new self. God, I hope that everyone here, Lord, would listen to these words. That is my own opinion, God. And that is some guy screaming at them or lecturing them, Lord. But God, as, as you, Lord, as you make your appeal through me, Lord, I pray that they would listen and receive faith, God. Lord, I pray that anyone that is coming in here, Lord, thinking that Christianity is just another religion, I pray that they would meet you, God, and that you would change them. Jesus' name, amen. So I want to open the altars up for everyone that wants to be, if this is the first time that you have heard the gospel, that you have heard this kind of preaching, and you want to be made new, I want you to come up, receive your new life in Jesus. Uh, Cielo is here to pray with the woman. Um, Humberto is here to pray with the men. But in this time, I want everyone to seek God. If that means you getting alone, get alone. But I, I want everyone to seek God. I want everyone to examine their life. Look at their life. Are they living the old way? Are they living like the way I, I, I listed in Ephesians? Or are they living like Jesus? Because it's plain and simple. You're either living like Jesus or you're not. So everyone get alone, right? If you want to get alone, come up here or find another seat and start praying. Start seeking God. And leaders, you're free to pray for youth, minister to them.